The California legislator passed SB 846 last week, extending the Diablo Canyon nuclear plant five years past its original expiration date in 2025. It's California's only operational nuclear plant, located near San Luis Obispo. Diablo has been active since 1985. It's come under controversy over the years, built less than a mile from the shoreline fault line. Anti-nuclear activists have been challenging it since its conception. Back in 1981, 1,900 activists were arrested protesting the plant, the largest arrest in the history of the U.S. anti-nuclear movement. Under a plan to prioritize renewable energy over nuclear, the plant was originally planned to be shut down in 2024 and 2025. But pro-nuclear proponents say that plan assumed we'd have enough wind and solar to sustain the power grid during peak demand by now, which hasn't happened. That leaves Diablo Canyon, which accounts for 9% of the state's energy and most of its non-carbon energy. The bill extends the decommission date to 2030. That decision goes against a 2016 deal that PG&E made with the Coalition of Environmental Organizations, which said the company wouldn't go for license renewal. Governor Newsom, who was actually anti-Diablo back in 2016, reasoned that Diablo's reliable stream of carbon-free electricity is necessary amid California's continuing heat wave. Here's what Congressman Salud Carbajal had to say on the bill. One only needs to step outside this week to be reminded of the critical need for California to be equipped to handle the increasing impacts of the climate crisis, including ensuring our power grid is prepared to deal with increased demand and that we do not move backwards in our fight to decarbonize our energy sources. But the right decision in a crisis, if made without adequate outreach and thought, can still be a wrong one. That is why from the first suggestion of this extension in April, I have made it clear that consistent outreach to the Central Coast on the safety and environmental concerns was necessary to accompany this proposed extension. I appreciate the steps that have been taken to engage with our community in recent months, but this is not the end. In fact, there are still many decisions that remain to be made before the plant is approved for extended operations. I believe the shorter term extension approved by the legislature will help meet one of my top concerns, ensuring that this move does not jeopardize future renewable energy projects like our offshore wind lease project in Morro Bay nor the proposed Chumash Heritage National Marine Sanctuary. But we must still see the full roadmap when it comes to obtaining a new license from the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, NRC, and understand how PG&E intends to deal with the safety concerns related to this aging nuclear power plant and the additional nuclear waste that will be produced and housed in our backyard. Lastly, Extending the life of this power plant reminds us all that we need to redouble our efforts to get California fully reliant on renewable energy sources as quickly as possible. Long periods of heat and high energy usage, like we're seeing this week, are the new normal. We can't begin reversing climate change until we successfully transition to renewable energy. And I look forward to continuing to work with the governor and our region's state legislators to achieve this goal. But even though the bill passed, the debate continues. Pro-nuclear proponents say shutting down Diablo would mean killing a carbon-free energy source that is reliable and cheap, although cheap depends on who you ask. 
Opponents say Diablo wastes millions of gallons of water for cooling and sits on several earthquake faults, bringing up concerns over what would happen in a nuclear plant disaster like in the case of Chernobyl or Fukushima. And while rare, that event would be catastrophic. KCSB News spoke with reps on both sides of the debate. You know, there's 8 billion people in the world, and everybody wants to live a high-energy life like the kinds that we enjoy in California. That means that we need a significant amount of energy. This is Michael Schellenberger, author and self-proclaimed eco-modernist. He's the co-founder of the Breakthrough Institute, and he's joined today by KCSB's Robert Stark. What nuclear delivers is a huge amount of energy on a small amount of land using very little material throughput. So to give you a sense of it, a single Coke can of uranium is enough to provide me with all the power I need for my entire life. The equivalent in coal or oil or gas is many train cars, or if it's solar and wind, it's whole huge areas of desert covered with solar panels and wind turbines. Nuclear is the only technology that can deliver on a truly sustainable planet, you know, one where you're not producing any air or water pollution, the waste is contained at the site of production, and you're using almost no land. I mean, it's a tiny amount of land. I mean, when you see these photos of Diablo Canyon, it's shocking. It's basically like three football fields stacked next to each other on which is a power plant that produces power for 3 million people. So you basically reduce humankind's footprint for making energy, as well as, by the way, for making fertilizer, fresh water from seawater, and hydrogen gas to potentially power future fuel cell cars, all at a single site. I mean, that's all the vision, and people don't remember it, but the original ecological vision of a multi-purpose power plant was nuclear like nuclear was the green the original green vision until the backlash against it in the late 60s you know there's eight billion people in the world and everybody wants to live a high energy life like the kinds that we enjoy in california that means that we need a significant amount of energy what nuclear delivers is a huge amount of energy on a small amount of land using very little material throughput So to give you a sense of it, a single Coke can of uranium is enough to provide me with all the power I need for my entire life. The equivalent in coal or oil or gas is many train cars, or if it's solar and wind, it's whole huge areas of desert covered with solar panels and wind turbines. Nuclear is the only technology that can deliver on a truly sustainable planet, you know, one where you're not producing any air or water pollution, the waste is contained at the site of production, and you're using almost no land. I mean, it's a tiny amount of land. I mean, when you see these photos of Diablo Canyon, it's shocking. It's basically like three football fields stacked next to each other on which is a power plant that produces power for 3 million people. So you basically reduce humankind's footprint for making energy, as well as, by the way, for making fertilizer, fresh water from seawater, and hydrogen gas to potentially power future fuel cell cars, all at a single site. I mean, that's all the vision, and people don't remember it, but the original ecological vision 
of a multi-purpose power plant was nuclear. Like nuclear was the green, the original green vision until the backlash against it in the late 60s. Uh, Mothers for Peace, a local grassroots uh, group, was calling on Governor Newsom to hold the course and stick with uh, the plans to close Diablo Canyon by 2025. And they put out a statement uh, that their quote was, we are stunned, adding his vote puts in jeopardy years of deliberate and careful planning to retire the twin reactor, providing in providing a run, uh, runway for clean renewable energy. Uh, what would be your response to that uh, that group's concern, uh, Mothers for Peace and others who feel that extending the life of the San Luis Obispo County nuclear plant is a step backwards for the environmental movement? Well, the decision by the governor is very significant because it's important to remember he was the one that fought to shut it down. It was Governor Newsom as Lieutenant Governor who sought to make his mark on state energy policy by seeking to shut down Diablo Canyon in the first place. So for him to change his mind and to go back on his agenda, I think shows you just how desperate the situation in the state is. The idea that we could shut down that nuclear plant at a time of electricity shortages, it's just bonkers. I mean, I there's a kind of nihilism in it. There's a kind of willful disregard of reality to think that you could shut down a power plant that provides electricity for 3 million people at a time when we don't have enough electricity. You know, consider that on August 24th, the California Air Resources Board, the state agency that governs air pollution, put in place a ban on gasoline-powered internal combustion engine cars that would take place in 2035. Well, six days later, the state was asking its residents not to use, not to charge their electric cars because there wasn't enough electricity. So where's all that power going to come from to power electric cars? You know, it would take basically 10 power plants the size of Diablo Canyon to generate the, the, uh, the amount of electricity you need to power 30 million of the state's electric vehicles and trucks. Well, what are they thinking trying to shut that plant down? The point is they're not. This is obviously an irrational, emotional desire to kind of get revenge on a technology that really scared the pants off of baby boomers in the 1950s. You know, there's just a whole generation that had to do these duck and cover drills, which were inane and pointless, but nonetheless, I think were quite scary for kids, baby boomers in the 1950s, and they would love to be able to get rid of nuclear weapons. Most people recognize that that's just never going to happen. And so they've tried to get their revenge on nuclear power plants. It's not rational, but I think it's what explains this desire to pursue what are basically deeply destabilizing energy policies. Michael, do you want to comment uh, on the recent inspection that did find some damage on the plant? Sure. I mean, I think it's a sign that our regulatory system is working. You have to remember, so there was a an event inquiry report that led to an eight-day shutdown of one of the reactors in July 2020. 
what it found is that there was some piping insulation that had degraded and led to a small leak that harmed nobody. And it led to a shutdown for eight days. And they found it and they fixed it. And so, I mean, I, I, it's like one of these things where it's like, it's a big machine and these machines must be maintained just like your car has to be maintained, like a natural gas power plant has to be maintained. Obviously there's heightened concerns over it because it's nuclear, but this is a, a case where we, we have a high level of transparency so that we, we pay a lot of attention, you know, when something, when they discover something that needs to be fixed. But I think it's a testament to the fact that the system is working well, that we found out about it, they're addressing it. You know, we similarly have in France right now, they're, they're, um, the nuclear plants have been taken off, not all of them, half of them have been taken offline to, to fix some, uh, to re-weld some of the pipes. Um, these are signs of success, not failure. And I think uh, are a testament to the, the kind of the high quality of regulatory oversight that our nuclear plants have. That was Michael Schellenberger on why he's in favor of extending the life of Diablo Canyon. On the other side of the debate is a local grassroots organization that you just heard mention of, the San Luis Obispo Mothers for Peace. They've built a platform on lobbying against Diablo Canyon and other nuclear reactors. It's too big of a topic to be able to condense it down to a soundbite. This is spokesperson Linda Steely, who says Mothers for Peace has been fighting Diablo Canyon since before it was built. Well, first of all, we think that the agreement that was signed in 2016 should be adhered to, number one. The reason, well, there are a few reasons for that. Number one, it's a legally binding agreement, and it it provided what they call a soft landing for decommissioning a nuclear power plant. It provided for our our county um, in terms of Uh, giving lots of money to the schools, um, making sure that the community didn't suffer when the plant closed down. They've been getting a 25% bonus uh, in the salaries ever since 2015 to retain workers there, although there has been quite a large attrition since 2016. And that is one of our concerns because they're losing um, their institutional knowledge there. Um, And Uh, Diablo Canyon, like all nuclear power plants, is an extraordinarily complex mechanism. And it cannot, because of the lethality of the radiation there, they can't afford mistakes. Um, Because, as you know, if there is an accident, it's a very low probability that there will be an accident. But it's a very high consequence event if an accident happens. And that's why we are so concerned. Because if a nuclear accident happens, it's a true disaster or catastrophe even. Nuclear power is a 20th century technology. It never was any good. It's always been terribly expensive and terribly dangerous. And it always runs behind schedule when they build them. It always runs over budget when they build them. And there are always um, problems. Diablo Canyon in 2020 was offline for 141 days out of 365. 
that's a lot. You know, they talk about reliable baseload power 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's not true. Many proclaim that nuclear energy is a really affordable zero carbon solution to getting reliable energy. What do you make of that, especially in the midst of the current heat wave? That's interesting. Well, first of all, <clears throat> if it's so affordable, why does PG&E need a $1.4 billion bailout? Um, and if it's so affordable, how come they decided to close it down for economic reasons in 2016? So those are two things about affordability. What does it take to make a nuclear power plant? Well, you have to mine uranium. If you've ever gone to the uh, Diné land out in Arizona, Nevada, where they have mined um, uranium, you find a whole bunch of very sick people who have so much cancer because there are over 10,000 abandoned uranium mines out in our West, okay? After you mine that uranium, subsequently making people sick from that, you have to take that uranium, you have to process it, you have to enrich it, you have to ship it. It's tremendously carbon intensive at the beginning, okay? You have to build the plant, which takes millions and millions of tons of cement and piping and electrical wiring and digging and, you know, so much um, carbon use, okay? You start up the nuclear power plant and you do get into a, a part where it's not using or not producing CO2 like gas and oil plants do. Compare it to solar and compare it to wind. Those are the things you need to compare it to because that's what they're, that's what they're aggregating it with solar and wind, right? So compare the CO2 discharge from that. Then you get to the end of the plant's life, okay? What do you have? You have to tear down everything you built and you have to take it away and dispose of it, okay? Then what do you have left? We have millions and millions of pounds of nuclear waste and there is nowhere for it to go. And so that is the part that the Mothers for Nuclear and all the pro-nuclear advocates don't mention in their um, talking points. What do you do with the waste? It's lethal for 240,000 years, okay? Longer than history. We don't have a clue of what happened 240,000 years ago, and it has to be isolated from the biosphere for that long. How do you do that? Well, we were told 50 years ago when they started planning Diablo Canyon and building it, oh, don't, we, that was our first objection. What are you gonna do with the waste? They said, don't worry about it. We'll have a place for it. They still don't have a place for it and they still don't have an idea of a place for it. So that's, those are, that's my, counter argument to the low carbon argument. So Governor Gavin Newsom was originally intent on shutting down Diablo, but has since changed his mind, along with many environmentalists who have shifted their stance. Why do you think so many formerly anti-nuclear stakeholders are changing their position? Well, first of all, this is, again, another effective um, meme 
by the pro-nuclear forces saying people who were formerly anti-nuclear have turned around because they've seen, that is a bunch of BS. It's not true. The people who call themselves environmentalists like Michael Schellenberger, he's no more an environmentalist than Gavin Newsom has become. Gavin Newsom is running for president. He has changed his sights. He is no longer focused on California. He is focused on Washington, DC. And he knows that he needs to be in line with forces with the money in order for him to have a bid at the presidency. So Gavin Newsom has left us behind. We, did, we shouldn't count on him for anything anymore. And Linda, do you live in San Luis Obispo County? Yeah. I'm just curious, as someone who lives in the area, on a personal level, how do you feel living so close to the Diablo nuclear plant? You live close to it, too. You live in probably Isla Vista or something. Isla Vista is what, about probably 75 miles south of Diablo Canyon as the crow flies. The wind, um, the prevailing winds come from the northwest, come right down the coastline. If there were an accident at Diablo Canyon, it, it would affect you and all of Southern California and the Central Valley. I live about seven miles from Diablo Canyon. and. I, I think about it every day. That's why I am in Mothers for Peace. That was Linda Steely, spokesperson for San Luis Obispo Mothers for Peace. You can find more information about her organization at mothersforpeace.org. More information about SB 846 is available at legislator.ca.gov. For KCSB News, I'm Ashley Rush.